dead than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. Wonderful day. All that good stuff. You know what I forgot to do? I forgot to mention. I forgot to announce the winner of my contest for those handy maps. Forgive me, there's been a lot of going on here, but I will do that right now. The winner of the handy maps was Jason Saturno, and I've already sent them off, and I hope you use them well, Jason. Thank you for playing. Thank everybody for, for joining in. I appreciate it. Looks like I'm on the cusp of another big day, beautiful day. Start of, I guess, Indian summer. I don't know how that works, but I know it comes after summer. So we'll see how that works anyway. Today, I may talk about something a little inflammatory to some people. Other people, who cares? Who knows? But I will talk about that after this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. First off, before I start, we I got a voicemail from John Allen Large, and I'll let him talk. Go ahead, John. Hey, Glenn. It's John here from the Red Dice Diaries. Just been listening to your God Card episode and just wanted to call in and say how much I enjoyed it and that I'm very glad to hear you're back from the hospital. Everything went well, and it's great to hear you back on the airwaves, dude. Take care. I shall be listening to your next episode shortly, and I might drop another call. Who knows? Take care, dude. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. Thanks. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad it was it wasn't as long of a hiatus as I thought it'd be. When I came out of the hospital, I, I was like, "Hey, how am I supposed to do my show?" So it's been a it's been a bit of a chore, but here I am back again. And thank you for that wonderful voicemail. <clears throat> you tell I'm still a little little rough, but we're gonna go with it. Appendix N. I want to talk about Appendix N for a minute. For those of you newbies or anybody else who doesn't know Appendix N, I'm referring to the Appendix N in the first edition Advanced Dungeons and Dragons Dungeon Master Guide. What it is, it is a recommendation for selected reading. And you can see all the books and things that influence Gary and or Dave into making Dungeons and Dragons. Now, I I have no I have little use for this list, although I probably should have freed a few things on here. There is a few of my favorite I've read Lovecraft, I know that. But I'm more of a visual guy, I'm a movie guy. When I was growing up, and I did like to read. I like to read. Unfortunately, all I didn't like I didn't care to read fiction. I, the closest thing I got was uh, was the Alice books by Lewis Carroll and Sherlock Holmes with a little bit of Dash, uh, not Dash, uh, Raymond Chandler on the side. 
So, but I love movies. That's what I got into. I turned into a movie buff early on in my in my life, and that was my thing. Now I know back in Wisconsin where Gary and Dave and them come from, all of those guys. I know they were big war gamers, and war gamers tend to be somewhat literary lot. I mean, they read their their share of of nonfiction. You know, like histories, war, you know, battle histories, things like that. I, look, I'm I'm just kind of making a generalizations here because I really, I wasn't there. I don't know. But I know that Gary was a big fantasy reader and so was Dave. Probably sci-fi too. I mean, that had something to do with it too. But me, I was more interested in, like I said, I was more interested in the movies. And it started with comedy, and it branched out from there. So I understand where he's coming from when he made D&D. I was surprised, you know, that I latched on to D&D because I didn't think I'd be into it because it was all about slaying dragons and making magic and all that kind of stuff, which I enjoyed to a certain extent, but I didn't think I was a big fan. And so I understand why the, the appendix end is there. I think it's revered a little too much. I praise it for what it is and how it got any people reading these books and getting into the game and things. So I really can't take away what the influence is on of Appendix is and is. But at the same time, I can't really relate. And here's the hub of the problem. I've always felt, ever since I got into D&D, ever since I got into role-playing games... I've always felt that there's been a schism, schism, is that how you say it? Between the literary gamers and the more visual gamers like me, like the later later generations who they watch more movies and things like that. Now you got streaming and all this other stuff. But I always felt that there was a certain resentment on the the sci-fi fantasy literary guys for these people who've never cracked these books. And I can understand to a certain extent of that because they want these people, the new people who come in to know, understand where they're coming from. But at the same time, I felt there was a certain amount of gatekeeping there. And it's like, oh, you can't really play unless you... Do, have you read Vance? Have you read Tolkien? Have you, you know, read John Carter, the Warlord of Mars, all that other stuff? Conan, have you read that? No, I haven't. Well, you don't really know how to play the game then. You don't really know what we're on here. I figured it out because I knew the genre. I didn't have to read the books to know the genre. And I always felt that they were, I always felt that we were kind of second class citizens in the hobby. I, I mean, it's not that way much anymore, but you still get the occasional old grognard who grew up reading and rereading these books, and their attitude is, if you're not a literary hound, you're not anything in this game. And that's not true. This game is for all. And if you get your fantasy, if you get your fantasy tropes and you get your fantasy imaging from movies or TV, more power to you. You know, it's for everybody. Now I you know, I didn't I didn't 
start talking about this to pick a fight or anything. It's just I this is this has always been on my mind. It's always been at the back in the back of my mind. Why is there well, it's almost like a generational thing, but I'd like to say it's a generational thing, but when I was growing up, I had guys of my age who was doing it too. You know, they get in, especially like, it got, it was worse than Traveler. Let me put it that way. You know, if you didn't like hard science fiction, what are you doing playing Traveler? Well, because at the time it was the only sci-fi game to play. If I wanted to play sci-fi, that's why. I mean, there's Gamma. I mean, Gamma World. I thought was neat. I'd never heard any anything called post-apocalyptic when I first started, and then I started looking back on like the movies, like Damnation Alley and things like that, and you know, uh, Death Race 2000. You know, the, where the future is crap and you got to survive and blah 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 blah. But hey, you know. It it's you get you get your inspiration wherever you can. Let me put it that way, okay? So that's why yeah, the, the title's kind of clickbaity, but I did that on of course I did that on purpose. So, you know, that's something and if you know the two sides could could ever like meet and not fight about it, that would be great. Like I said, it doesn't happen very often. Oh, you get the old guard in there. Once in a while, you get the old guard in there. And say, oh, these kids don't know what we're talking about here. You know, and I could also go so far as to say, well, that's why the later editions of things like Dungeons and Dragons were more geared towards the later generations because of that. Because, you know, these kids grew up on, you know, cheesy sci-fi and fantasy movies of the 80s and things like that. Stuff like, stuff like Krull and Hawk the Slayer and, and you know, the Arnie Conan movies and things like that. So it's catering more to them. And then later on, it was catering more to the video game guys. And then they pulled back a bit, and, yeah, you know, fifth edition, da, da, da. But that's pretty much where I'm coming from on that. There shouldn't really be any, any at all schism in the hobby between those two took me a long time to say this, and I'm glad I did. But I said it. I'm proud. I say it again if I have to. But anyway, that's where my head is right now. And, uh, you know, i got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk about this or anything else, oldmangrognar@gmail.com or drop me a voicemail on Anchor. We are monetized, so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program. And I would thank you. Thanks again to Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, and John Allen. Thanks, guys. Don't forget Dan Gregg's The Young, Y-U-N-G, Young Grognard Podcast. Young Grognard Podcast. There we go. Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albert Podcast. And Big John Allen Larges The Red Dice Diaries. Oh, and don't forget Eric Tenkar's Tavern Chat. So, until I talk until it's going to be one of those mornings, I see. Until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. (laughs) 